You're listening to the Analuya podcast, where faith and animation collide. Each episode, we'll discuss the various topics in animated movies and TV shows, while also sharing our thoughts and opinions as they relate to faith and spirituality. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. And you're locked into another episode of the Andalusia Podcast. My name is Josh. And if you're watching this on video, it may look a little different. And the reason why is we're giving you a sneak peek at what our setup is going to look like come 2023. Again, this is a little bit of a, you know, kind of bare bones. We've got a couple of different camera angles that will be going on. We have a guest today which I'm really excited about. And so we just wanted to share this as somewhat, you know, they, uh, other, other, so it's our Black Friday gift to you. So a little bit of an early Christmas present, Black Friday gift. We're going to have the, the this wall behind us if you're watching on video. It's going to be painted. We're going to have shelves. We're going to have some, like, figures and Funko Pops, and it's going to be awesome. But... We're going to jump right into this one. I'm going to hand it off to my lovely wife, Rebecca. Thanks, Josh. Good to be here. It's always always good to be with you. <laughs> and Becca, you just spent a full day on the puzzle, didn't you? Yes. Yes, we did. My sister came over, and we both love puzzles. And for Christmas, now that we're up, up on Christmas again almost, um, yeah, for Christmas, I got a um, like a mystery puzzle. So it comes with a little story and you read the story, then you put together the puzzle to figure out who murdered this person. And then you can find out who, like the real story, that who actually murdered him um, in the, like if you hold the, the booklet up to a mirror and, and you can see. So that was fun. We put together all of the like major clues first and now there's a lot of just like little extra things. So I'll work on that this weekend. Nice. And for those of you wondering why I was looking that way instead of at the camera is we're actually in the same room. We're literally like two feet from each other. Um, and, and again, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at the audience. Um, <laughs> That's right. Look at the camera, Josh. I, I, I am. I am. I'm always behind the camera and I, and I will be, well, I'll be in front right now, but um, yeah, for those of you listening on audio, Hop over to, if you can, hop over to our YouTube, because this will make a lot more sense visually of what I'm talking about. But I'm going to be, quote-unquote, behind the camera, because, Rebecca, you're actually going to do this one solo. So first time for everything, because I'm going to be here in the background doing all the camera switching in regards to all the um, technical directing. But, Rebecca, we have the returning guests now, don't we, today? We do. We have returning to the show with us, uh, M.H. Elric. Um, so welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have you again. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I, I'm really excited, too, to talk about what we're talking about. And uh, normally we do a an interview first, but we've already done an interview. So our, our audience knows who you are. Yeah, I think the only new news really is I came out with another novella, which is, yeah, which is Toothbreaker, which is kind of like a side story with my main series. And then now both my books are on audio as audiobooks. So 
those are kind of like the only updates or new things that have really happened, I think, since the roundtable discussion. Yeah, but other than that, you know, teaching and writing and all the good things. That's awesome. Yeah, and congrats on getting both of your books in audio. I love audiobooks. They're great. I actually bookmarked one of your books or both of your books on Audible so that I could listen to it. Um, and I just remembered that. I need to go back and, and get them so that I can listen to them because that's how I read books now at this point, just because of my long commute back and forth to work. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to to get into those. Thank you. Yeah, I actually do that on purpose because I know there's so many people that that's how they read. They listen to audiobooks. And mm-hmm. so um, I was able to approach my narrator, Grace Woods, in like a Facebook group. And she was interested in getting started. And so my first audiobook, A Tanya's Worth, is actually the first one she's ever done. So, and then the next one she does, A Tanya's Calling, um, people have said like that she did a great job with A Tanya's Worth, but A Tanya's Calling sounds even more polished, you know, because it was, it's like she's done more of it and she understood more of the process. So, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about that, especially when you get a chance to listen to them. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, then hopping in out here. So I'll hop fully out in just a moment. Um, Again, we're really excited to have you back on. But what are we going to be talking about on today's episode? Well, we're talking about All Might and My Hero Academia. Right now they have the new season and I'm sure we'll be able to touch on that a little bit, maybe towards the end, if you guys have been caught up with that. I know you're watching an English dub, but I don't know if they've come up with all the episodes in English dub yet or not. Probably not. I actually haven't started the new, the new season because I was trying to get through to like rewatch a lot of it before we had this chat. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get to the new, new season, but yeah. Yeah, we can definitely focus on then All Might and talking about him and also leading up to what you have seen. But yeah, All Might, especially as it relates to Jesus and God and being a savior figure, there's a lot of parallels I see between them, especially. And I actually have the video clip that um, Maria is referring to. So we're going to play that real quick. And um, then we will start, well, you two will start with the discussion. So here we go. Meanwhile, All Might and the other heroes remain on high alert. Sorry, the trains aren't We can't go anywhere. I wish we could find Todoroki and Yaoyorozu. Let's just head that way. We should let the heroes know we got Bakugo in case they're looking for it. Good idea. Now... Now, it's your turn. That's our hero! He could be more amazing! Oh, man. I was trying I to like, keep it together because I was like, I'm on camera. <laughs> me too. That's what I was thinking too. That scene always gets me. Always. Every single time. Because mm-hmm. he just feels so convicted at the end of it. And I know it's a little bit later too, that Bakugo feels like it's completely his fault that All Might has lost his power. And Midoriya feels the same. 
So they both feel responsible for All Might losing his power, even though it was All Might's choice right. to, to lose his power so that he could protect everyone and defeat uh, one for all. So, yeah, it, I just I see so much of the Great Commission in there and I see so much of All Might being a savior figure in there. What were some of your thoughts about that? Oh, yeah, I definitely see all of that. It's um, it is so emotional. You know, it's funny as I recently, it's not funny, but <laughs> recently I've been telling a lot of people, including myself, that, you know, you can't blame yourself for someone else's choices mm-hmm. and you don't have to feel bad for something that someone else is choosing that doesn't necessarily affect you, you know, but, um, but yeah, it just, it reminds me a lot of the disciples and how they, they kind of blamed themselves and that's what they're doing. I was just going to say, you know, for those listeners who are kind of unfamiliar, I don't know where anyone's going to be in terms of my hair academia knowledge, but All Might is considered this great superhero on whom all the hero world rests. You know, everyone depends on him and thinks that he is literally keeping the darkness at bay. And that's why um, both of us see the parallels to Jesus in there, because I think a lot of people, including the disciples themselves, felt like Jesus was that all-conquering hero who was going to free all of the people and make sure that they would no longer have Rome over them and that all evil would be conquered forevermore. So that's where I can connect those parallels is because throughout this superhero series, that's who All Might is considered until this final battle with a Satan-like figure. And in that final battle, he makes that ultimate sacrifice of losing his own power and he loses his powers and just like Jesus, you know, loses his life, but both of them continue to live on Jesus and all might. So there's so many parallels between them, especially in those earlier seasons. And with uh, all might choosing Midoriya, who is the one with the green hair for those who are watching on video and choosing to pass on his power to Midoriya and kind of create a disciple out of him and teaching him how to become a superhero. And then after his death, quotes unquote, he goes on to teach Bakugo and to mentor Todoroki, who's the Bakugo is the one with yellow hair and Todoroki isn't really pictured in the clip, but he has reddish hair. So it's like he influences all these people, just like Jesus continues to influence us today with his fame and what he did and through the Bible and his word. Yeah, and it, it, uh, even for like Endeavor, who ends up really mentoring all, all three of them, um, mm-hmm. you know, he, of course, Endeavor was like, you're my rival, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but he still wanted to be just like him. He showed it a little differently and uh, did not have the greatest of attitudes, <laughs> but um, he he was still a, a fan, basically. And um yeah, there's so so many who looked up to All Might, and um, yeah, he's not he's not dead, just like Jesus isn't. He's still alive and with us, and um, obviously he didn't 
become the savior of the world like Jesus, but right. um, that's certainly right. how everybody looked at him. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you were just saying that, I thought about it, but Endeavor is almost like Saul slash Paul, you know, Endeavor. Yeah. Was, yeah. Endeavor was very against All Might, always wanting to surpass All Might, very angry, and he took it out on his family. Mm-hmm. And um, that was very unfortunate and that was very tragic. But after All Might's retirement, Endeavor had to become the number one hero again. And he even asked All Might, like, what do you even do to become the?" He finally gets what he always wanted, but it wasn't in the way he wanted it. And it's such a message for us that God works in mysterious ways and he uses people that may not be the most, the best people to accomplish his will and what he wants for us to do. But yeah, I just was thinking about that while you were talking. I'm like, he's almost like Saul who hated Christians and persecuted Christians, but Jesus got a hold of his heart um, on the road to Damascus. And then he became this big proponent of the gospel. Yeah, he did. He He's amazing. Paul's amazing. And he went on to write like most of the New Testament which is just incredible. I've been very slowly, very, very slowly going through Romans. And it's just amazing the wisdom that he had. Because he actually took, after his Damascus experience, he went like back to his hometown or somewhere. He went off by himself to study, actually. So he went back to what he knew, which was the writings of the Old Testament And he saw it in a whole new light because he had Jesus now. And so that's why he was able to figure out what all of the Old Testament was actually saying, what what God was actually trying to do in those writings. And that was because he had Holy Spirit in him, teaching him what those writings actually mean as it relates to Jesus. So he finally understood Isaiah was actually talking about Jesus as the Messiah, and that He fulfilled all all of the prophecies um, that were it, that all the prophets um, had, which was incredible. So He took a lot of time off to really study up and um, become who He needed to be. That's that's what we do in life. God is constantly training us to um, to be who He wants us to be, and just like. All Might's training Midoriya and then Endeavor and, you know, all the whole school situation. Um, So we're all constantly learning. Yeah, for sure. And I think just the disciples did not really understand Jesus or his ministry until they had the Holy Spirit inside of them. And then they were able to recognize, hey, this is what Cod was always doing, just like you said, Paul recognized this is what he was setting up. So, and I think that's the same for um, Midoriya is he was taught by All Might how to be a hero and was being discipled by him, but he had not really made the power his own until the episode where All Might loses his power because he had struggled and looked up to All Might so much it's almost like he kind of put him on a pedestal of, well, All Might's going to save the day. So why do I have to try so much? Or I need to emulate All Might and do what All Might did instead of doing what he was gifted at. And he was given the whole, the 
I call it my Holy Spirit sort of that, you know, the one for all that gift that all might has and gives to people to me is like the Holy Spirit because it's passed on from generation to generation. You know, it's something you can physically give to someone. And that's the same with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's bestowed upon us, especially after the great commission. And when we become a Christian and that equips us to do God's work and his ministry. And in the same way, Midoriya was equipped to become a hero by that power um, that All Might gave him. And so that's why I see All Might turning around and saying, it's your turn, is almost like the Great Commission and that Jesus saying to his disciples, all right, I've taught you everything I can teach you. Now it's your turn. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you and I am with you always. So that last command is very much like All Might pointing a finger and saying, it's your turn now. And I saw the connection so much when I was watching that episode, which is probably why I cried during that episode. (laughs) Yeah, the parallels are so strong. So, so, so strong. Because it does feel like, gosh, it is is our turn. Now it's up to us. And uh, I love too that you were saying about one for all being like Holy Spirit. And because you can even see in later later episodes uh, as you move forward that Midoriya actually and and earlier um, he actually learns from one for all and all of the past people who had held the power. It's definitely the same thing as when Holy Spirit teaches us, and it, it has the whole experience of everyone that has. Um, well, God knows everything. So that that that's it's a really cool thing. And I love even like um I'm thinking of in is it the newest season, I think, that he that Midoriya learns about Black Whip. Black Whip? Yes. I think that's what in it's called. Season I was it five or six. I'm not sure which one we're on now, but I the think one the newest one is that. six. Okay. So season five, he learns about Black Whip. And at first he's scared of it because it explodes out of control and he's already had so much problems with controlling his powers because it's so much power. And then he has a conversation with the previous users of one for all, and they show him it's not something to be afraid of. It's a part of you. You just have to, um, you know, embrace it and learn how to use it. And black whip is just the beginning of all the powers that he will learn to use, which I think is really cool because I definitely feel like every single person is given a gift from God. That's a natural gift or talent and, or smarts or leanings or abilities from God. And then when you get the Holy spirit, it's like he gives you even more gifts and that could be the fruits of the spirit, like self-control and kindness and patience and all those things. But then it goes further than that. He'll equip you for ministry and for teaching and for ministering to others and service and even sometimes enable you to see miracles work and through prayer. So I definitely see the parallels there where Midoriya's power is just the beginning of it. You know, he thought it was all just super strength and, you know, super powered abilities. But over time, he's learning, oh, no, I have a lot more. 
And there's a lot more that, you know, they're going to ask of me to do. Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, about the the gifts. As you were talking, I was like, oh, yes, that's right. Because um, it's just like the spiritual gifts that God gives us. The And there's a bunch of different ones. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation we could get into. There's a lot of people who believe different things about spiritual gifts. I have not quite formulated my opinion on all of that, but you know, Paul mentions them in 1 Corinthians 12. That's one of the areas he mentions it in Romans 12 as well, different gifts. There's other places where the New Testament says like gifts of Christ. And I think that's like what a lot of people call the fivefold ministry. I can't remember what those are exactly, like the preaching and teaching and um, and all of that. So yeah, there's different gifts and and Holy Spirit teaches us to use those gifts. Uh, just like each of the users of like Black Whip and, and the other things that uh, Midoriya has access to. Um, and we have the word of God, obviously, that's also mm-hmm. going to teach us how do we use those things in a godly way. You know, it's looking at Christian ethics and all of those other things. Uh, it's truly amazing. I was just talking with someone recently about the uh, authority and sufficiency of scripture that scripture is sufficient for everything in our life, everything that we could possibly need to know. He's told us it's in there. We just need to find it and Holy Spirit will illuminate uh, what's what's in there. And it, it's truly amazing that he he's He's thought of everything. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like people who don't have the Holy Spirit in them look at the Bible and they read it and they're like, this is just a whole bunch of fairy tales or stories that don't really make sense. Versus when you have the Holy Spirit, it enlightens you to understand what is in scripture. And it literally says that in his word, you know, that your eyes will be open to understand his teachings. And I think that's the same, you know, with one for all. And um, just that it, as he's learning and growing and becoming stronger, he's becoming more and more enlightened to understand what one for all really is and what that power truly entails. And I, speaking of special gifts and abilities, I mean, in my hair academia, they all have these quirks, right? They all have their own little special gifts and abilities. And I think that's a really awesome example of how, you know, God gives us strengths and abilities to whether that's, you know, oh, I'm good at basketball or I'm good at, um, you know, being on a podcast, you know, (laughs) whatever it might be, God gives you that ability and that strength and leaning into those things and learning from him and his scripture, which, as you said, is sufficient for us. So that's such an amazing blessing that we have as Christians, that ability to read his word and learn from him, just like Midoriya had that ability to learn from all might. And uh, really, that's a wonderful thing that Jesus is still alive. I think when when I was younger, I thought like once Jesus left, you know, into the sky, I was like, why did he leave us? You know, I I want him to be physically here. And because I thought he really left us alone and it's amazing, but it wasn't until I became adult that I realized, no, he didn't leave us alone, that his spirit is with us and that he lives inside of us now. And so we are never alone. And that 
I, it took me until adulthood to figure that out as silly as that may seem, but you know, you think the physical body left, but his spirit is still here. Yeah. He said before he left, he was like, guys talking to the disciples, it's a way better. I promise that I go and I leave you, even though you want me physically here, it's better that I leave so that I can send you Holy spirit who will always be with you. Because if it was Jesus physically here on earth, he couldn't be at two places at once because he was bound by his humanity at that point. And so it was better that Holy Spirit come and reside in us so that he could continue to be with us all the time, constantly, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, that's truly, truly incredible. You know, and I think it's important too, talking about gifts that we we have an obligation to cultivate our gifts that we have that you know God will teach us holy spirit will teach us but we have to listen and i do believe we he likes to partner with us right he can do whatever he wants but he loves to partner with us in doing his will it's a wonderful opportunity to get to to partner with god to cultivate those gifts and to use them yeah, I even think about the the story of the five, the the talents that the master gave out the talents, the five to one and three to others, another one and like one to another guy. And then they each grew them, uh, doubled it basically, except for the one with one talent. And uh, he did nothing with it. And I know talent is money, um, mm-hmm. but I think we can make the parallel um, that talents could also be literally talents, like gifts that we have, things that we can do. And, you know, we, we do have a responsibility to cultivate those things and to use them for God's glory. And if we really love God and we're following him, we should want to, that's just, you know, we should want to do those things, but simply because God, you gave us these amazing things. We want to give it back to you and serve you. And that's really, it's fun. It's really fun. And for us, this podcast is one of those ways that, you know, we can do that and give back. Um, so it's it's really exciting. We love doing this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I agree with you about the parable of the talents. That's how I always saw it. I saw it as we are wasting our talents if we have one and we don't rely on God and we don't bring it to God to bless and he will multiply that blessing. You know, the man with one talent was punished for not doing the right thing and not multiplying what God had already given him. And so in the same way, I think it's important for us to grow and cultivate whatever God has given us as a talent. Um, For example, he, in my life, I never wanted to be a teacher and I ran away from it, but God brought me back to it. And he showed me that that's what he wants to cultivate in my life. And I don't know always what it will look like in form of teaching people, but I do know that he said, you have a voice. I want you to use it. And I want you to speak and I want you to help others and minister to others. And it can be difficult and hard sometimes, but that promise that he's with us is always, always comforting. But I think, you know, going back to my hair academia, I think that Mendoria was overwhelmed and crying because sometimes, you know, his call to us is overwhelming. It's emotionally hard and it can be difficult. And I imagine he felt like brokenhearted, kind of like the disciples felt when Jesus died, not knowing what's going to happen and 
how can I be the hero that All Might was? And all those things were in his mind and he was feeling overwhelmed. And it's interesting because you can kind of have those two reactions. You have Midoriya who's crying and then you have Bakugo who gets angry and upset. And, um, you know, they ultimately goes into a fight between Midoriya and Bakugo. And they, because they're both processing those emotions, those raw emotions of feelings of things are not going to be the same. And I wonder, is that how the disciples felt, you know, after Jesus died, that things are going to be different and they couldn't see that things are going to be better until the, you know, until the time came at the appropriate time. Yeah. I, I mean, the disciples must have felt really scared as to what was going on, not knowing what was happening. Um, you know, the, the whole tongues of fire coming down and, and all of that, that must have been really scary even up until then. Um, like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? God, Jesus said that he was sending something and um, what's that going to be? What's that going to look like? And um, then it really is our turn, like at that point. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is that you know, when that really happened, um, cause, cause they needed the power, they had the great commission, um, but they needed the power of Holy spirit to come. And, um, and so, yeah, uh, that, that, how scary that must've been to be, but then, but then they had the power and it was like, Oh, this isn't so bad because all the training that they had up until then, um, they were, they were then able to, to use it appropriately. Um, and, you know, Midori obviously got the power first, but he still had to train and, uh, and use all of that. But right. Um, right. it is interesting how very different they responded, both Bakugo and Midoriya. They're kind of like polar opposites in a way. Like mm-hmm. Midori is just like happy-go-lucky and always wanting. I mean, even since he was a kid, just mm-hmm. like, hey, Kachan, are you Okay. Like, no, I'm going to protect my friends and um, just such a, such a cutie. Oh my gosh. He's adorable. (laughs) I love him. I think they call it like the cinnamon roll trope or something like that. He's very much. Yes. He's definitely a cinnamon roll. for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Yeah. Versus Bakugo is so angry and he pushes everyone away and honestly, it sounds strange, but I really didn't understand him as much until I watched it again in English. And I don't know if it's just because the Japanese translation didn't quite hit home. But when I watched it in English, I understood that he's a character who always thought he was the best until he realized he wasn't, you know, that there were other people just as good as him. And that was intimidating for him and humbling for him. It was like a matter of pride that he wasn't the best and that there could be people that could beat him. And that's why he's so angry and upset is because he's going through that process of humbling and coming to understand how he needs more work and how he had to work harder, which is not something he had to do when he was a kid or even in middle school, you know. And then when this whole thing with All Might happens, he blames himself for the fact All Might lost his powers because he was kidnapped and All Might had to come rescue him. 
And so he took that internally inside and was angry about that. And then he was also angry because he realized that Midoriya was chosen and he wasn't. And he was wrestling with those feelings because Midoriya still couldn't quite beat him. I mean, I felt like they kind of, when they fought, it was a draw. I felt like that anyway. But um, Bakugo was like, no, I won and you better not let me beat you again. Because in his mind, All Might saying, it's your turn now was, okay, it's my turn to be the best. And that's how he took it versus Midoriya took it as, it's my turn to save everyone. And it's my turn to become the next, you know, savior of the world, so to speak. And I will say that that's the only thing that's a little flawed and shows you that these creators are not coming from a Christian worldview is that they both, both these characters and even Todoroki who uh, comes in later kind of take it on their own shoulders to become the top hero, you know, the number one hero and, you know, rescue the world all by themselves when in reality, and what's interesting too, as you're watching it, it's like they're slowly starting to understand that you can't do it alone. You have to work together as a team. You can't take everything on your shoulders. Like All Might was the exception rather than the rule. And working together as a team is actually more powerful than anybody else could do and come against you. And I honestly think that's the same with ministry. You know, you can't do it all on your own. You need the Holy Spirit and you need people to come around you and encourage you and build you up to help you. And so that we're all working together as one body, but many members and parts with all our our individual giftings and leanings. Exactly. Yeah. We are way stronger together than we are apart. And it isn't up to us as one individual person. That would be very scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Honestly, uh, I'm glad that I don't have to do it all on my own. And it isn't up to me because uh, that is just, that's too much for anyone but God to handle, you know, Um, just way too much. Yeah, very true. And that's why I felt like it's interesting, even the name of Midoriya's power, right, is one for all, like helping everyone, not just one person versus his nemesis, his power is all for one, as in all powers are for this one individual. And that's very selfish. So it's like this, this self-centered worldview versus the community worldview, and they're at odds with one another. And even his um, rival, you know, um, which I'm losing his name right now, Shigaraki. Um, yes. His whole thing is, you know, I want to destroy the world and I just want chaos. I want to do what I want to do. And that's his whole motivation. It's very selfish and very self-centered versus Midoriya's. I want to save everyone. I want to help everyone. It's completely different opposite worldview just by the name alone. Yeah. So Shigaraki, he's really interesting too, because in the later seasons, we find um, more of his backstory and uh, he has a really rough backstory. It's uh, really, really sad. He, because of his quirk, ended up killing his whole family. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I I just wonder if like, and he was abused even before that. 
Um, I don't think they like let him out of the house or I can't remember all the details, just that it was a really bad family situation. I think particularly with his dad. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I I really think too, that, that if he had of like, if all might for say had of gotten a hold of him and started to train him and teach him, he might've turned out different. Um, But instead he was found by uh, all for one. Mm-hmm. and cultivated into darkness. And uh, that was not very good. But yeah, he just, uh, it's so sad. It's sad to see the 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 villain's backstories because it, there's usually a really sad story behind it, uh, behind everyone. Yeah, I I wrestle with that so much because I am kind of the person that's like, yes, you could have a tragic backstory, but you made the choice, the ultimate choice. Also true. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) It's like, so especially, and you'll see this, I'm not going to spoil the new season, but you'll see this in the new season where a lot of times the villains try to justify their actions as more righteous than the heroes because we're doing the same thing. We're just fighting for our friends, but on the opposite side. No, you're killing and murdering a whole bunch of people because you want to kill and murder a whole bunch of people. And I find it fascinating because I love to talk to the creator of My Hero Academia and go, what were you trying to do by kind of sympathizing or humanizing the villains? Because I I don't know what he was trying to get at because it's a very confusing thing. It makes a very confusing worldview where it's like, is good, good, is evil, evil. And Mm -hmm. you kind of have that question, especially as you get into the end of season five and into the new season and season six, it's like, who's truly the good guys and who's truly the bad guys. And I wonder what the creator personally thinks. I wish I could talk to him and say, hey, (laughs) what is it you actually think or believe about these things? Because it is that kind of confusing, murky waters where he's showing the good and bad sides of humanity. Like even with Endeavor, you know, Endeavor, the number one hero, abused his wife and his children. And, you know, showing that hypocrisy. And that was especially apparent with like Stain and their whole battle against Stain was Stain was saying, well, I want to purify this world and only make it so that good heroes are the only ones alive. And uh, Midoriya's friend feels very convicted because he's so full of vengeance and anger and bitterness that he almost goes to the dark side, you know, so to speak, because of that anger and bitterness. And Stain even says he's not worthy of becoming a hero because of that. And it's convicting for him. So I think it turns his life around and helps him to see it. But, you know, maybe this is the world without God where you are trying to do it on your own or you're trying to deal with this, all these questions on your own. And because of that, the only way you can explain it is, well, the reason why we have good and evil is because of circumstances that life has dealt us instead of, no, there's always been good and there's always been evil and we always have a choice to do one or the other. So it's like. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Shigaraki and I feel bad for the other bad guys. But at the same time, I'm like, no, but you also made the choice that I'm going to destroy 
everything because they they neglected me first. So I'm going to get back at them for that. And when you make that choice, you go down a dark path that will ultimately destroy you. At least that's the way I'm hoping it goes. Obviously, I don't know yet. <laughs> so, um, but that it's a fa- it's fascinating. It really is. And that's the cool thing about my hair academia. It's like, I start to figure it out and they just keep adding a little layer and add a layer and add a layer to it. Yeah, it is really interesting. I actually like that they humanize the um the the villains and obviously like you were saying, you know, yeah, you made a choice. Wrong is wrong. Like you 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 pretty much know. I think everyone's kind of born with an innate knowledge of what is right and what is wrong. So, I don't know. Some people are less attuned to it than others, but um, you know, it, and I like though that that they showed that humanity uh, because it shows people are complicated, you know, and there's reasons that people make the choices that they do, good or bad, mm-hmm. and I think it helps for me to see to see that those sides of people in general and to remind myself um, that someone isn't all completely, well, obviously there's different ways to look at that, but um, it's easier to love them basically like Christ would. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I look at it. Um, Cause it's like, Oh, I, that, that's sad. That's sad that you would make that choice and that's wrong. Um, but gosh, you know, God still loves you and he wants you to turn your life around and make the right choice. And you always have that opportunity, no matter, no matter what you've done. Well, I have so enjoyed our conversation today. It's been yeah. awesome to be able to chat with you about my hero academia and always great to see you, um, Marie. And I look forward to having more conversations in the future on our podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Josh, I see you've popped back on. Yeah, I'm still alive. So (laughs) there we go. (laughs) Well, again, we thank you so much for being on our show once again. Always great to have you on. If you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe. We're going to be putting out a whole lot more videos. Well, we appreciate all of you for listening. Again, you can keep up with all the latest on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, keep those halos shiny and stay holy, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Analuya podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest information. We would love to hear your comments and questions about today's episode, as well as suggestions for future episodes. You can message us on our socials or email us at contact at 